Welcome to this video. I'm Ingo from Rose Travels, and today is all about the typical Italian espresso. And therefore, I have a very special guest with me today. He's uh, Italian, of course. He's a roaster. He's a barista champion and uh, head of coffee at Ita Artigianale in Florence. And I'm really happy to have him here. Welcome, Francesco Masciulo. Great to have you here. Thank you very much, Ingo. Welcome to everybody. So before we deep dive into the topic, it would be nice to yeah, learn a little bit about you, who you are. So can you maybe introduce yourself, what you're doing with coffee? Because I think you're doing quite a, quite a lot or you have quite some experience working with coffee. Well, I'm, uh, as you said, I'm Francesco Masciullo. I was barista champion of 2017 of Italy. Uh, I reached the 11th place in the World Barista Championship uh, that was in Seoul, in Korea, South Korea. Um, I born as a barista. I mean, I born as a, I study like uh, IT, uh, but then, uh, then I didn't find nothing interesting uh, regarding IT, uh, regarding my job. And one day it was just, uh, you know, going to the, to the roastery making a coffee course. And I don't know what happened. I don't know really what happened, uh, but it was um, something magical. Uh, so from there, I decided to to work with coffee. It was, uh, I think, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember, 20 years ago. Um, so from there, I decided really to, to work with coffee. And then to learn uh, how to work with coffee, I studied a lot. I did a lot of courses. Uh, I moved also from here, from Italy, and uh, I went to London because uh, London is one of the city of um, of specialty coffee, where specialty coffee market is growing a lot. So, uh, if you want to to learn, you should learn from the best, and that's why I moved. Uh, I moved there, and then 2014. I moved back in uh, in Italy because Dita Artigianale was opening the first coffee shop in uh, in Italy. So I decided to to work with the owner and help him to construct and to build this project because we were the first to open and and to spread the specialty coffee market in Italy. So we were the first company to open and to work with the specialty coffee in Italy. Uh, and that's why I decided to to help my owner and so to move from uh, from London and to and to help him in this big project. So I can also feel that like in your heart you're a kind of a specialty coffee enthusiast. Nevertheless, yes. now I mean you're 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 a person that's striving for quality in coffee and then the topping that we will have a look at now is more than the traditional classical side of, of coffee which I think you probably also know quite well uh, having worked. Yeah, of course, I, I know a lot because I'm Italian. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I can say is uh, coffee is a sub subjective. Uh, the best cup of coffee is the one that you like. So there is no one that can say you should drink these uh, and uh, you must like this cup of coffee for sure what i can say and what i can uh, teach to customers and to all the people is uh, what coffee should be 
good and what coffee you should drink. But if you like uh, Italian classical espresso, it's okay. But there is uh, a lot more. There is a lot more because uh, coffee is not just coffee. Yeah. Behind coffee, there is a uh, uh, history, there is a uh, uh, nature, there is a uh, uh, knowledge, there is uh, a lot of passion. So coffee cannot be just coffee. Mm. Coffee is coffee, but uh, you should learn what is coffee first. And then you can... Uh, you can drink and you can you can decide. It depends also the you know the, the flavor that you can uh, you can find inside one cup of coffee. Why not? And then you can decide which one you like more. Mm. That's for sure. Absolutely. And before you said, yeah, at the beginning you said, well, yeah, you were Italian, and this is something I would like to deep dive a little bit into. I mean, later in this uh, talk, we're going to talk about roasting and about extraction of espresso. But first of all, I would like to understand a little bit the, the cult culture, you know, from somebody that's really then um, Italian, living in Italy. So how is it with, with, with the espresso or like with the coffee culture in Italy? When are people drinking coffees? Or is it like home consumption or is it really classical they go to a bar and they go in groups or are they drinking alone so can you tell me a little bit about the coffee and especially the espresso culture in italy yeah well i, I think that um, i mean uh, i think italians uh, um, are known for espresso and uh, for coffee in general because uh, we were the first you know to to invent the, the roastery machine. So we were the first roaster, we were the first to, to invent the espresso machine. So that's why Italians are very correlated to coffee in general. Then uh, for the tradition, what I can say that uh, the espresso tradition is uh, much more uh, lived in the bar. And at home, what I can say is that the mocha pot is much more lived at home. Mm. So the is a it's very hard to find what I can maybe is a sixty percent that people can drink espresso at home. They prefer to go to the bar and drink espresso. But for the other part, if you are at home. You prefer to to make your lovely mocha pot. That's uh, our tradition. Mm. Okay, the bialetti. Yeah. And when you're drinking espresso, is it like uh, because the, the the picture that we have is people are rushing into a bar, maybe in groups. They're standing at the at the um, yeah at the coffee bar, and then they're putting some sugar in it. They're drinking the coffee, and then they're going out. Yeah, that's what I was was, was saying um, before, because uh, uh, tradition is very strong and uh, we are, uh, you know, very, we are very focused uh, not on quality. We just drink a cup of coffee because we think that uh, we need coffee, we need caffeine just to wake up. That's it. We don't really care about the quality of the coffee. Because if we care, for sure we don't put the sugar. 
but it's, uh, you know, it's like a automatic uh, movements that we have uh, just to go to the bar, order the espresso, put the sugar, stir, and drink. It's like a medicine. You have to do like, uh, it's like a running. You have to do, and it's like a competition. You have to do this kind of stuff in like in two minutes. Perfect. Two minutes, you go to the bar, order the espresso, drink, and that's it. You go to work. And uh, unfortunately, it's not like this. Uh, that's why I was saying that uh, coffee is a very, you know, a passion. Uh, there is a, a lot of work behind one cup of coffee. First, the barista, but uh, we have the producer. We have uh, all the work behind a cup of coffee. And that's why you should... Uh, uh, taste and you should think what you are drinking. Mm. It can be just uh, taste the, the espresso, that's it, pay one euro and that's it. No, it mm. cannot be like this. But yes, what I can say is the Italian tradition is like this. You go to the bar, order the espresso, put the sugar, stir, pay and that's it. And uh, there is also um, a difference between, uh, you know, uh, a specialty coffee market and uh, tradition of drinking espresso. Because a specialty coffee market, you go to the bar, you sit, you order, you taste, you, you, maybe you stay there like five minutes, ten minutes to taste a cup of coffee, and that's it. Traditionally, it's not like this. You go there, like... 30 people, 50 people at the counter, you order, and barista has to be fast. That's it. He has not to think uh, to nothing, just making the espresso as fast as possible, and that's it. Serve the people, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Before you were talking or you mentioned uh, about quality, and I think there when you were talking about quality, you had the glasses of a specialty um, coffee expert. Because uh, on the other hand, if you're then asking like people that are a bit out of the coffee bubble. Um, all I hear um, very often is um, that coffee quality in general, you know, I'm not talking about the specialty coffee segment, just the coffee that you get somewhere in a, in a gas station or in a bar somewhere is, is higher than, than your account. So people are kind of relating Italian coffee with quality. And where do you think is this coming from? You, you initially said that the Italians invented the roasting machine and the, and the espresso machine. So is it kind of a culture of having good equipment or uh, like educated baristas or a focus on this? Well, unfortunately, educated barista, nope. Uh, you know, unconsciously, when you think to espresso beverage you think uh, to something has to be black with a crema yeah like is it not crema you want um, something very round with a big body yeah unconsciously uh, this is what we have in our mind yeah and uh, this is what you find maybe 90 percent uh, in all Italy. Maybe it can be a lot of difference between South Italy and North Italy because uh, 
there is also, um, as I said, you know, uh, the best cup of coffee is the one that you like. So in South Italy, and I'm from South Italy, I'm not from Florence. So I moved to Florence, but I'm from South Italy. So the, um, the espresso that we like is, uh, or, or better, the coffee that we like is uh, like uh, with a high percentage of Robusta. And if you go in North Italy, it's the opposite mm. because they prefer a coffee with a lot of Arabica and less Robusta. So normally we know that uh, Robusta has uh, a more body, Robusta has uh, maybe this uh, strong flavor and Robusta inside a cup of espresso can, uh, can have uh, this uh, uh, big crema. Man. That's why also we have this uh, this legend in uh, in Italy that uh, a good cup of coffee you can have if you put the sugar and the sugar goes very very slow. It means it is a wonderful cup of coffee, and unfortunately it's not like this because you can have uh, the the best cup of coffee with a higher percentage of arabica and not for robusta. So, um, unfortunately, we, we don't know quite nothing about coffee in yeah. Italy. So we have uh, just this tradition and this tradition goes uh, on uh, since like 50 years. Mm. So we're just getting used to drink this coffee and for us uh, it's to be like this. Yeah. But something can change. Fortunately, yeah, but this can be the, the preference between also South Italy and North Italy. But uh, as I said, unconsciously, we know and we want a cup of coffee that is like uh, with a higher body, warm and uh, with crema. Yeah, we want to see and we want to taste something like this. Then if we find uh, that the coffee tastes like an orange uh, or the coffee tastes like a nutty or chocolate, uh, can be a good mix, why not? But uh, we, we don't pay attention to those flavors. We just drink, that's it. Mm. So I see there is this strong tradition of this kind of coffee and now um, how do you see um, trends um, in Italy, like yeah, specialty coffee, but probably also trends like, I don't know, cold brew, um, flat whites and things like this? Or yeah, in general, specialty coffee. Um, is, it, is it harder to, like, is it more difficult to develop specialty coffee in Italy? Or are the Italians also open to this because they just uh, love coffee? So if you compare it to other countries, for example. Well, if um, I'm not talking about Italy, but if we think to the specialty coffee market, uh, is just representing 2%. Yeah. So well, we can imagine that 98% of the population likes the normal coffee, yeah. the commercial coffee. So to build a specialty coffee market in Italy, I think that is um, uh, much more harder than the other countries because we have this strong tradition that is still alive and we don't want to, you know, uh, 
we don't want to delay it. No, no. We don't want to delay this tradition. We just want to open the mind to people that wants to know what is coffee. That's it. Then if you want to drink uh, no more coffee, it's okay. If you want to approach in the specialty coffee market, uh, perfect. Uh, we are more than happy because from there you can understand uh, that it is not like coffee is a coffee. Coffee can be uh, a barbon variety from Honduras. Uh, it can be a mixed heirloom from Ethiopia. It can be SL28 from Kenya. It can be a lot of more. A lot of more like wine. Why we go to the restaurant and order Pinot Noir uh, from um, France uh, or we go to order Chardonnay from Trentino in Italy? Because maybe we have in our mind something that someone teach to us and it depends the flavor it depends the taste that you prefer you can order from the restaurant and same thing should be for the coffee maybe we don't pay attention because the coffee is much more cheaper than wine and maybe if the coffee tastes very bad we don't really care because it's cheaper but we are Everyone is a sommelier because if the wine tastes very bad, we say, sorry, waiter, the wine tastes very awful. Yeah. So this one should be, you know, the, the reality for us. Mm. And then if the people wants to, wants to grow with us and to learn more every day with the specialty coffee, we are here. Otherwise, they can still drink uh, uh, the the normal coffee, the commercial coffee. Yeah. So for the other trend uh, is the is the same thing. Cold brew is a you know uh, is a kind of method. Uh, if you want something cold for the for the coffee in Italy, there is like shakerato. But uh, what I can tell you that uh, if you want something cold for coffee, you can taste uh, other beverage. And one of these can be also cold brew. So cold brew can be the, the nitro. Is a, something very particular. Also, it depends the coffee that you use. It can be uh, very different as a beverage. Hmm. So it's like it depends how you want to how you want to mm, help customers. If you really care, you will help them to discover everything about coffee. If you don't really care, maybe you should change your job. Yeah. How are you doing it in your coffee shops? Because, um, I mean, you have probably mixed uh, people that are coming in, in in Florence. Do you have kind of different grinders? So grinder with more specialty coffees and grinder with more commercial coffees? Or are you then really, you say you're positioning yourself on specialty coffee and for commercial coffee or more classical coffees? Uh, no, what we what we did, uh, we treat uh, all. Mm, I mean, we buy just a specialty coffee. Uh, but what we did uh, at the beginning is uh, to to create two different blend. So one blend is uh, you know specialty coffee. There is this characteristic that uh, is uh, 
is coming from the coffee that is like acidity. So Italian people, they are not getting used to drink uh, acidic coffee. So the first blend that we create uh, and we call the jump because when you drink, you just jump. So it was uh, acidic for one part, for Italian people. Mm. And that's why after a few months, uh, we create uh, a blend called Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. It's, it means my mom. Yeah. So, and the story is uh, a funny story because uh, specialty coffee is not very uh, used for Italian customers. So the mom of the owner didn't like uh, our coffee. Yeah. Because he's a old woman. So what we did is to create a blend that goes close to the typical Italian espresso. Yeah. Using always specialty coffee, but mixing some origins and roasting some origins to taste then quite as Italian espresso. So from there, the mom of the owner now drinks our coffee. Yeah. Cool. So, and that's why we, you know, we, we played a lot with the origins of coffee and the roasting and also the process. So the coffee in general that we bought um, with a different process to create a kind of a taste profile to go well with the Italian tradition. It's something that uh, I just wanted to ask you. What is, in your opinion, um, the taste profile of a like of a good quality but very traditional Italian uh, espresso? Well, I think that uh, um, you know when we talk about quality, even with a, a specialty coffee shop, the espresso has to be, or in general, coffee has to be balanced. That's it. I'm not asking, uh, I want a flavor of uh, tropical fruit in espresso. Mm. I want espresso that is balanced between acidity, between sweetness, and between bitterness. Mm. Yeah, why don't we deep dive now a bit into how to create this kind of coffee? So, like, a, yeah, I'm a more traditional um, espresso style coffee. What kind of beans um, are typical for this? You, you mentioned before that in South you have a bit more Robusta, in the North you have a bit more Arabica. I assume it's in most cases still it's a bit of a blend just with different different percentages or how, how what kind of beans are typical for this kind of coffee? Well, if we talk about origins, uh, I think that the 99% of the roastery in general use in their blend uh, Brazilian coffee. Uh, Brazilian coffee normally, you know, there is like low acidity, very sweet, uh, with a nutty flavor, chocolate. So every people use a higher percentage of Brazilian coffee inside their blend. Then, as I said, uh, if we compare South Italy with the North Italy, in South Italy, we prefer like a blend with a 70% of Robusta and 30% of Arabica. And we have the opposite in North Italy. We have... Uh, a 30% Robusta or even less and 70-80% of 
Arabica. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we talk, yes, about the origin, for sure, we have uh, Costa Rica, we have, uh, you know, something that is a very um, balanced. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially if we talk about the process, uh, is a natural process. And then, of course, if we talk about commercial coffee, we have, uh, we don't know what happened, unfortunately, in the origin country because they mix all together because they don't really care about the quality because the price is a, a, is a low comparing to specialty coffee market. Mm. But uh, if we have to describe coffee as an origin and as a process, for sure, we will go with the uh, South America or Central American coffee with a natural process. Maybe something uh, uh, African, but um, is a very hard to find than those uh, African coffee inside a commercial brand. Hmm. And these African coffees, then they would be kind of the big portion, or that would be an add-on, so that you have kind well, of Sicilian basis, a tiny, tiny, tiny uh, percentage. Yeah, maybe just to put uh, a kind of. Uh, acidity inside uh, a blend. Uh, otherwise, we can go also with, the, you know, Colombian coffee, because if you go coffee in general, talking, uh, you know, with uh, uh, in few words, uh, is like uh, coffee that grows in a high altitude will have uh, more acidity. Coffee yeah. that grows in low altitude will have uh, low acidity. Mm. So normally Colombian coffee are very high in altitude, so you can also manage uh, to put inside your blend uh, a Colombian coffee to have uh, more fruity cup mm. of espresso. Okay, nice. nice. So you say that the basis is typically like a natural from Brazil? And the Robusta, so depending on more south, you have up to 70% Robusta, up more in the north, maybe 30% Robusta, rest Arabica, mostly naturals. Add a little bit of Colombian or African, like uh, Ethiopian beans or something like that to give a little bit of a special touch to the, to the coffee. Depends the green coffee that you choose. It depends on how you roast. But uh, it's, you know, step by step. If you choose a, a high-quality green coffee, you will taste. If you choose a medium, you will taste. You will, if you choose a low-quality green coffee, you will taste, for sure. So it depends on everything uh, uh, that you choose. How did you like the video so far? I find this interview just so inspiring. There is so much you can learn about coffee roasting. Did you know that one of the main reasons we can get so great people to these interviews is that we have a couple of thousand subscribers in this channel because like that they know if they take their time, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to watch the video then. At the same time, if I'm looking at YouTube, I see that most of the people that are watching these videos don't subscribe to our channel. Therefore, I'm just asking you for a little favor. Take these two seconds of time and subscribe to our channel. You are going to do me, but also the whole coffee roasting community a big favor because the more subscriber we have, the more and bigger guests we can get for these interviews. By the way, if you like this video, you can also give it a like because the more it is liked, the more it's going to be shown on YouTube. 
so much for that. I thank you very much, but now let's continue with the video. Unfortunately, there is one more thing that we have in Italy, is that you don't know what kind of origin you have inside the blend. Because for all the rosary, it's like a secret. You know, we are very proud uh, to put in uh, our bag, uh, this coffee is from uh, Honduras, uh, is a yeah. Catoite variety from Pinca mm. Puente uh, with those process. We are very proud to present our coffee with the identity card. Yeah. Why it has to be a secret? Mm. I don't think it has to be a secret. So, uh, unfortunately, there is... Uh, these uh, these think that uh, we don't know what kind of origin uh, there is in bag of coffee, yeah. that commercial coffee. But and on the other hand, as I said, it's not. I mean, to be honest, it's not a too much, too big of a secret. I mean, the the, the classical blend is as as you said, like this. No, because uh, you know you can uh, if you don't want to say everything uh, but uh, you can say where is it from and yeah. maybe to don't say the the process i don't know the name of the farmer if there is like a single farmer i don't think so maybe it's like a cooperative that put uh, everything together and then uh, sell and spread the coffees um but i think that to put uh, origins is something that uh, can help uh, people to, to understand that maybe this coffee can taste like this, uh, this other coffee can taste like this. Why not? But you managed to create an espresso that um, that's the mother of your owner likes and drinks, the Mamma Mia. Do you reveal what kind of, of beans you, you're using for this blend? Inside this blend, there are like uh, four origins. Um, we have uh, Ethiopia, Honduras, Peru, and Costa Rica yeah. in a different percentage, of course, and also different process. So what you will find then at the end in this cup of coffee, you will have like a, a medium acidity that reminds you like the acidity of a red apple. So, mm -hmm. you know, unconsciously when you also eat uh, an apple, you don't think it is uh, acidic. You just think to the sweetness. Yeah. But if you just stop and think, you will say, ah, yes, this apple is also acidic. Like mm -hmm. all the fruit, if you, yeah. if you eat a strawberry, if you eat a mango, if you eat a fruit passion, if you eat a lemon, every kind of fruit has a, their acidity. Mm -hmm. But that's why we create a blender to have uh, a very balanced cup of coffee. Mm. Instead, in the jump, in the other blender, you will have a citric acidity. Yeah. That when you drink, uh, you can say, wow, yeah. what, what is this? And maybe you're not getting used. It's okay. We can, we can accept. And that's why we, we create the other blend uh, to, you know, to help people to to drink uh, uh, an espresso that is uh, maybe, maybe that reminds you an Italian espresso. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So, and then what about the roasting style? But which roast level is typical when we're going now back from Mamma Mia again to the more commercial, to the more classic, classic roasting style? Is it like going into beginning of second crack or, or much darker? Or does it also depend a bit on like the region? Well, as a, as I said, uh, you can uh, you can have a lot of difference for sure. Some some roastery that goes uh, before second crack, but also that goes uh, after second crack. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is uh, something that uh, uh, Italian customers don't know what happened during the roasting phase. It's just coffee. But I think that our tradition, uh, and in general, in, in coffee tradition, if we say that coffee tastes coffee, is because of this. We don't pay attention to something. Uh, if we taste something different now, is something that we say no is not good, because we are not getting used. Because mm -hmm. for us, uh, coffee is coffee. What is the taste of coffee? Coffee. Yeah. So. I think that uh, um, for one part, uh, people have to understand that coffee is not coffee and uh, what happened during those roasting phase. Because now I can tell you that the roasting is a hard part because I'm doing in the Tartigianale. Because I was barista, I was a manager, and now I'm just the, the manager of the production. So I'm roasting and then uh, we are preparing uh, and selling uh, our coffee mm. and all around the world. But uh, what, what, what I can say is uh, that roasting, uh, you should very pay attention to what you do. Mm -hmm. Because uh, you don't know how is reacting those coffee. Because uh, if you take uh, Ethiopian coffee, it will not be the same as a Honduras coffee. Mm -hmm. So uh, it depends how you roast. You can have uh, a lot of differences. And uh, typical Italian espresso, you know, you don't have uh, too much complexity in the cup because, uh, you know, it, it would have uh, for sure those big body. But then if we talk about complexity, it will be very low. Yeah. And how do you roast uh, Mamma Mia? On what roast level or, or how, like, uh, with what, what kind of a roasting style are you approaching this coffee? Well, we have, uh, uh, we do, we do uh, like a medium roast for sure. And uh, we do a medium roast and it's not, uh, at the end, uh, dark roast. Uh, we have uh, we roast in uh, uh, like for the blend, and we roast for the single origin. For the blend, for sure, we will go more higher than our single origin because we know that our blend are just for the espresso beverage. Then for the single origin that we serve in. Uh, in other beverage and not just in the espresso, we will do always in medium roast 
but with less degrees. So mm. our coffee can be good for the espresso and good for the filter coffee. So it's a kind of omni roast. We don't do light, we don't do uh, dark. We do like a medium because uh, even for us, so as I told you, we want to taste uh, a cup of coffee at the end. It is very balanced. Yeah. And are you uh, doing pre-plants or post-plants? So are you blending the beans before the roast or after the roast? We do post-roast blend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, we roast uh, all the coffees and then we do the blend. What are your recommendations on a typical espresso extraction pro recipe? Kind of how much in, how much out, how much time? So how would you, how would you educate a barista that is working in a classical Italian bar to work on the espresso machine? Well, I think uh, if we we talk about uh, you know normal coffees, um, I remember when I started when I did the first course, uh, it was like uh, this kind of rule: twenty five ml for twenty five seconds. Yeah, that's it. Uh, then I I understand I understood uh, a lot uh, that there is no rules in the coffee. Mm. Uh, but what I can say that if you use like a commercial coffee, I can say that those rule 25 ml and 25 seconds, more or less, it can be very fine. Normally for the, for the ground scene, uh, in Italy, we don't, we don't go higher than uh, seven grams for a single portafilter. And so with a double portafilter is like uh, 14 grams. Yeah. Okay. So 14 grams uh, with 25, 30 ml in 25, 30 seconds. This one is the, is the normal recipe that in Italy they use. But is it something that maybe we know because barista doesn't know because they maybe they don't even know that an, a normal grinder with a clip and if you do the, the first click, should be seven grams or yeah. should be eight grams or should be nine grams. You don't know. They just go there, click, tamp. Yeah. That's it. Extraction, 20 seconds, it's okay. 10 seconds, it's okay. 40 seconds, it's okay. Yeah. And but unfortunately, that's why uh, the barista job has to change, for example. We used uh, we used for double portafilter seventeen to eighteen grams. We always do like a proportion one to two, and he, the second of extraction can be from twenty seven to thirty one seconds. Uh, but for the single origin to have a more complexity, we do we we go a little bit more higher. We do like nineteen grams. Uh, with always proportion one to two. So 19 grams for 38, 40 grams out in about 27, 30 seconds. Mm. But it depends the, uh, it depends the coffee that you have. Mm. And the water temperature around? 94 degrees. Yeah. 
Okay. Is there is there anything that you experience that it's typical that uh, people are doing wrong or where they can improve when they try to make you know, an espresso, a nice espresso? When you're doing your workshops or when you're talking with baristas, is there, are there any kind of hacks or recommendations that you can give that you very often see? Well, I think that my recommendation for uh, for people and baristas uh, is uh, just one, you know, to be curious. Mm. Uh, baristas has to be curious for the for the job, because if you do something that is very annoying, I think it is not your job. If you know what you are doing, if you know what you are serving, if you know wants to, what you want to do with your customers as well, it's something very cool. And also from the customers has to be the same thing. If you, today I want to taste one coffee, tomorrow I want to taste another coffee, and I want to learn what is coffee, because then if I know that the baristas works in uh, uh, quality, mm -hmm. and maybe I have 20 types of coffees, but I prefer just one, I will go there and ask, Francesco, today I would like one Mamma Mia espresso. Mm -hmm. Perfect. It's okay. So at least you know what kind of beans and what kind of coffee you like. And uh, you know that we work with the quality because yeah. of Linda Portafilter, we flush the water, we weigh the grams in, we weigh the grams out, we respect the extraction, we do everything with quality. Yeah. And then from there, you can, uh, you can choose your bar, your coffee shop, mm -hmm. and maybe your barista as well. Yeah. Yes. One thing, uh, one thing I, I'm, that jumped into my mind, because you have the whole chain, you know, between sourcing, roasting, and then uh, also like the bars. So how do you, are you doing it? How are you managing freshness with the coffee? So for example, um, at the roaster, are you directly packing the coffees into bags? Are you letting them rest outside? How much time kind of do you have a threshold of time, minimum and maximum time that you secure for a coffee? From the roast, we, we prefer the coffee to the gas one day, and then oh, we pack. Mm, okay. So normally we do. It depends how much we roast, honestly. Uh, but normally the first day that I roast, uh, and then it goes like this. Uh, I'm not packing nothing. I'm, we are just labeling uh, the coffees that we need, uh, and that's it. And then since the next day, we start to pack the coffee that has to the gas. Yeah. Okay. But normally, yes, we prefer for, for the coffee to the gas at least one day. And then we, we start to pack. Okay. Okay. And then until it goes to the machine, another like five to seven days? Or, or is it then after this one for day? The, for the blend... Uh, we go also 10, 15 days, yeah. also 20 days. Why not? Mm. Uh, and it tastes very, very good. But we don't, uh, 
we don't uh, we don't say to customers uh, you cannot use because if I have an order of uh, Mamma Mia or Jump that are the blend, I cannot say you you don't have to use them. Maybe our customer, our known customers, uh, they know that they should serve uh, the coffees after uh, 15 days because it tastes uh, also taste, but also the extraction it, it will be you know constant. Because otherwise you will uh, you will be just you know crazy to play with the grinders and extraction. Hey, thanks a lot for all these tips and recommendations. And it's really, I re I can really feel that you're really passionate about uh, quality in coffee. And uh, within Peter Articerale, I'm I'm sure you're really behind uh, having fresh, good quality of beans, good quality of extractions. And um, that's really great. And I also know that you're doing education in, in Italy. So maybe like at the end, you can tell a little bit about uh, where people can find out more about yeah, you, because, about your company, the courses and things. Yeah, because uh, as I said, and I'm still keeping saying the same, um, people has to be curious. People has to learn. Even if it's a coffee, even if it's a cheap product, has to learn what is. Because then uh, with all the information, you can choose uh, wherever you prefer. And that's why in one of the, one of the coffee shops that we have in Florence, uh, we decide, uh, and it's the first school inside a coffee shop in Europe to have uh, a school inside a coffee shop mm -hmm. because we want to teach to customers. We want to teach also to baristas that wants to join us uh, or maybe even for the other company that wants to learn about coffee. So we make uh, all the, all the courses uh, about coffee. We do for the coffee lovers, uh, for professionals, for customers, for everyone, for everyone that wants to enjoy a cup of coffee and to learn what is uh, behind a cup of coffee. So, Dita Artigianale, and we called uh, our school Scuola del Caffè, that uh -huh. means the School of Coffee. And uh, if you pass by in Florence, for sure, you have to stop to enjoy a cup of coffee and to see our courses. Thanks a lot, Francesco. It was really Thank great you, talking Nico. to you. Thanks for revealing all those tips and tricks and uh, yeah, it was really nice. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Waiting for you in Florence. Yeah, thanks. Bye-bye, Francesco. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope this video was fun to watch and it was helpful for you. If you want to know more about coffee roasting, then come to our website, roastrevels.com. We have a lot of information on roasting, but we have also equipment like coffee roasting machines, color meters, books, and many more. In addition to that, a really nice selection of green coffee beans from all over the world. You find a link to our website right here. You could also look through our YouTube channels. We have a lot of videos on coffee roasting, on equipment, but also very inspirational interviews with coffee roasters, coffee traders, and many more. If you have any questions left, then always come back to me. I'm Ingo from Roast Travels, and I look forward to talking to you.